0: Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Girl Boss Radio from Panoply. I'm Sophia Amoruso, the founder of NastyGal.com, the author of the New York Times best-selling book Girl Boss, and the author of Nasty Galaxy, a beautifully illustrated book that you can pre-order today at NastyGal.com/book or anywhere books are sold. On this podcast, I interview a different woman who's carved out a path for herself. We trace her from her first job to how she got to where she is today to extract solid advice for our listeners who are doing the same with their lives. To stay in touch with all things Girl Boss, please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Girl You can sign up for our newsletter, Girl Boss Diary, by going to girlboss.com, and you can follow me, Sophia Amoruso, at Sophia. S-O-P-H-I-A-A-M-O-R-U-S-O. That's Amoruso on Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter. I hope Girlboss Radio helps you achieve your goals or at the very least provide some amount of inspiration for you. So please help us achieve our goals. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and share your love on social media. We've been in the top 100 podcasts this week. And with your help, we can stay there. And now for some girl boss moments. A girl boss moment is a time in your week where you feel like you are in control of your life. It's important to call these moments out and to reward ourselves. It could mean getting a promotion, finishing your PhD, or just having some much-needed alone time. Whatever it is to you, you can send your girl boss moments with the hashtag girlbossmoment via Twitter and Instagram. Well, one big girl boss moment that girl boss, I guess we had, uh, was that we hit a hundred thousand followers on Instagram, which is huge because we just started growing this audience. The podcast is less than a year old; um, it's been wild. So, thank you all so much for following Girl Boss on Instagram, everywhere we are, and for supporting us and for participating. The engagement is incredible, um, and the inspiration just keeps coming in both directions. It's a blast. So, thank you. Yassica at Yassica Lucia says, I'm proud of saving up for a road trip around Italy after completing my master's in law. Wow. That's super cool. I want to do that. All of it. (laughs) Um, Joe at Joelle Marie says, sent a strongly worded and demanding email to a travel visa company and got an $82 refund. Yep. That's how it works. Um, Ashley Martins at Ashley Martins says, walking to work and realizing that I'm in love with my life. That's so cool. Yeah, I am too. It's crazy. I wasn't, and then I was. And I hope I continue to be. Um good job, Ashley. <laughs> Taylor at Taylor Rizzolino says listening to at Suzy Batiz on Boss Podcast turned her into speaking at my work event. That's so cool. So you must have reached out. You know that you don't get what you don't ask for. My girl boss moment. Oh man, if I told you guys what my girl boss moment was it would be an overshare. So let's just say that I'm a happy person. All right. Thank you guys for sending in your girl boss moments. We'll have more next week. So please keep sending them in. As she says herself, Tyler Haney is hashtag doing things. The 27-year-old founder and CEO of Outdoor Voices grew up in Boulder, Colorado, where competitive sports were embedded in her childhood. She left competitive sports to attend Parsons School of Design in New York. But even at Parsons, Tyler couldn't shake off her love of activity. She realized she could marry her two interests with Outdoor Voices, Tyler's modern and minimalist take on athleisure. Outdoor Voices was founded in 2013 and already competes with sportswear giants like Lululemon, Under Armour, and Nike. They've raised over $22.5 million, opened stores in Manhattan and Austin, and created a loyal fan base, including Lena Dunham, Gwyneth Paltrow, and yours truly. Tyler, thank you for being here. Happy to be here. Thanks for yeah. having me. How long are you in L.A.? I'm out tonight. Oh my Very god! Short trip. Well, thank you for coming. I like doing these podcasts in person. There's usually a lot more energy, and I don't know. It's yeah, fun it's to great. look somebody in the eye.
1: It's awesome. Yeah. I just stopped by Squirrel, and that's oh an my awesome god, spot. what did you get? Just the toast, and then a coffee. Nice. but tremendous. Yeah, so. their
0: French toast is out of control too. Mm-hmm. Like, did you get like the avocado toast?
1: I got the one with the jam on top. Oh, yeah. yeah I awesome. think that's like is the that French, French toast. The, okay, it's French amazing. Toast. It's <laughs> so, so good. <laughs> good. Yeah.
0: So, um, yeah, she was on the podcast. I she's know. I listened. So cool. Oh I admire her. It's awesome. great. Yeah, she's really special. Um, so you're out from New York City, but you grew up in Boulder. How long have you been in New York? Almost eight years. Wow. Okay. Took a year
1: off after high school and headed out to New York for some crazy reason. What made you move to New York? I think it was the energy. I was attracted to it. Growing yeah. up in Boulder, it's super outdoorsy um, and neat for that, but wanted wanted
0: to be in the mix. Yeah. And there's the first real job and then there's first shit job. Yep. What was your first, 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 I think I, shit <laughs> job?
1: <laughs> well, um, I was a custodian or janitor, whichever, uh, whichever you want to call it, which uh-huh. was awesome. So I think I was 15 and, um, obsessed with screen printing. So I loved the idea of being able to, you know, draw something, whatever, a name, et cetera, and just have it on my chest and wear it around, wear it to school. Yeah. So um, got this job at the screen printing company so that I could make some money to pay for the ink and pay for the T-shirts. Um, so Wednesday nights and I think Saturday or Sunday nights, I would go in uh, at like 6.30 p.m. as everybody left. Plug in my vacuum, you know, uh-huh. go through all the offices, wow. turn on the tunes. It was pretty awesome. What, Looking back, it was. What were you listening to when you were fifteen? Oh my gosh,
0: I don't know. I think
1: it was. I was in a ska
0: phase, which was oh really, really fun okay. to vacuum to. Because I, I was yeah, I was like, if you're into screen printing, you oh might have been gosh. into punk or something like yeah. that. Like, what were you putting on some forty
1: one? Some forty one was my first concert, so I'm sure that was in in, uh-huh. in the mix. Um, yeah, I loved like printing random things on shirts. I remember one, I was thinking about it today. I said, like, famous people wear this shit. And I, like, wore that shirt to school, <laughs> like, thinking amazing. it's going to be awesome. That is, that is awesome. You know, I was the
0: only one ever to wear it. But that was, you know, pretty cool. That's so cool. You went to Parsons, and you studied business. So you went to art school for Totally business. weird. So you know? cool. <laughs> no. What was that like? And do you feel like that was a really great foundation for starting Outdoor Voices?
1: Um, absolutely. So out of high school... I didn't know what I was going to do. I took a year off, went to New York. Actually, my second job was working at a Mexican restaurant serving margaritas, which cool. was probably the the most thing. Was I, is that even legal? Can you serve? I, I think I'm... Uh, maybe. <laughs> somehow, somehow. Maybe I didn't get to touch the alcohol. I don't mm-hmm, remember. Mm-hmm. But yeah, while well, in that year off, I was like, what do I really want to do? I uh, happened to be in New York, applied to Parsons, put together a portfolio have always been design inclined, never thought I'd get into fashion, but like obsessed with colors and materials and grew up with two parents, my mom and uh, her twin who loved and always pointed out like shades of lipstick. And so that kind of was the way that I thought about things. So submitted a portfolio to Parsons, got in, um, and ended up going for the design and management program, which was a business degree at the end of the day. But it was neat because the first portion of your classes were all kind of learning how to visualize things. So using the Adobe Suites Illustrator uh, Photoshop um, and then the second portion being more kind of business-oriented accounting, kind of, you know, the fun stuff. But the combination of the two was awesome because you were able to visualize kind of your ideas and then root them or anchor them in some sort of financial way. Absolutely.
0: And you were an athlete. We've had some awesome women on this podcast. Pyle Kadakia from (laughs) Class Pass. I know. And Janae Lombardo. Um, there's so many accomplished women. I try to use, not use the word success. I just want to say accomplished because that's like, right? It's like not a destination. Anyway, there's so many accomplished women that have been on this podcast that were athletes at one point. How do you think that competing and, you did hurdling. Uh-huh. Is that like was a hurdler. <laughs> running and jumping over things? Oh my gosh, you know? Yeah. How do you feel like that inspired you with Outdoor Voices and just in general with your career and being a business person? Sure.
1: Well, looking back, played a lot of team sports, which is huge today. Um, I love kind of having that experience because just working towards a common goal with a group of people um, is a tremendous experience. So having that from, you know, playing soccer with a random bunch of kids from when you're seven mm-hmm. uh, is the greatest kind of experience for your career. And then, yeah, looking looking back, I grew up in Boulder where casual activity is kind of baked into everything that you do. So your your social kind of endeavor is to go hiking with your friends and your dog up the mountain or hop on a bike and, and go grab an ice cream cone. Um, there's no real separation between your gym life and your life life. So grew up that way um, through high school as super active uh, did every single sport possible. Hurdles was kind of what I seemed to be good at. Um, and wore brands like Nike and Under Armour with the credo, harder, better, faster, stronger. And that made sense when you're trying to get across the finish line first and mm-hmm. beat Sally to your right, like flying over the hurdles, <laughs> yeah, right? Sally, get Sally, out of here. <laughs> Sally was really good. <laughs> I could never be here. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, as soon as I left high school, I was like, I want a brand that approaches activity differently one that approaches it with ease and humor and delight, and it makes activity fun. So um, while being in high school doing all sorts of different sports, like, I kind of got burnt out from the competition, you know? Like, it gets real serious, and I think even more so today. So that was kind of the feeling I left high school with and and actually what made me decide to take a year off. I wanted to get as far away from kind of this
0: ultra-competitive, superhuman feeling. Mm -hmm. You had Okay, we talked about your shit job, your first shit job, and then you had a first real job. Um, at launch, launch collective yeah yeah tell me about that sure that was a company that incubated startups
1: um, and most of them were in the fashion space and i actually my one of my teachers from parsons was was a partner in launch collective and so in my sophomore year i started interning with them and it was super neat because they had structured the company um, kind of in four departments one that was product centric that had uh like a production team uh one that was more kind of financial accounting management department, and then one marketing and and what am I missing one uh i don't know the third third or <laughs> four departments it was it was cool, so you got to see these um different young up and coming designers kind of come through and and get help or uh, yeah, help from different departments. And I
0: I put myself right in the middle of that to learn all that I could. Totally. And at what point did you, I mean, did you incubate Outdoor Voices out of Launch Collective? When did you get the idea for your brand?
1: It's been a long time coming, though I couldn't articulate it or I didn't yeah. know it was Outdoor Voices until three years ago when I truly started it. But it, while in school, I became obsessed with kind of technical materials and I was definitely always curious. So who knows how I got interested in that? I think having worn a lot of the shiny black and neon spandex in mm-hmm. high school while at Parsons, I was like, I'm, I'm interested in it. What makes like a yarn, um, particularly good at making your butt look good, you know, uh, or, yeah. uh, <laughs> hiding sweat? So in school, um, actually started researching different mills that work with the big guys like Nike and Lulu. And, um, one day called my dad up and said, Hey, I really want to go find out, like, how to make this material. Um, so he and I hopped on the flight and went to Utah to a trade show called Outdoor, or, uh, outdoor Retailer,
0: hmm.
1: um, which was hmm. quite neat. And that was like the mecca of like uh, different fibers. Um, and still to this day, our, our largest manufacturer or mill uh, is from that outdoor retailer. Wow. So cool.
0: And, I mean, just as a consumer, I can say that your product is so beautiful. And so many of my friends have been like, oh, my God, I really want it. Like, I'm saving, like, <laughs> my awesome. bones or whatever. They're just like, <laughs> it's a coveted thing to have. And I love so my baseball cap. Um, doing things. I have, yeah. I have a, like, bright blue. I think – are you wearing the same one in a different color? Uh, same, no, you're just,
1: Same fit but with yeah. outdoor Mine says yes.
0: doing things on it. And I like to wear it with this dumpy jumpsuit love that it. I wear. Every day. Yeah. Yeah, running a fashion company, just like wearing like a dumpy jumpsuit every day. It's amazing. What were the first things? So you went to the trade show, and what did you say? Like, hi, I want to maybe buy some fabric. Did you have designs yet? Um, Let's think about this. I I had little sketches. So
1: from a product perspective, like I was saying, I was sick of kind of the shiny black spandex. With neon, you kind of looked like a superhero um, and wanted – product that more closely looked like brands I was wearing in my everyday life like mm-hmm. APC or Acne Studios and mm-hmm. I was like it starts with fabric because a lot of that kind of traditional activewear felt kind of disposable and I was like I want a uniform like my recreation essentials what can I wear every day mm-hmm. across various activities so had that in my mind found myself in Utah at outdoor retailer and just went up to everybody I didn't study fashion I didn't study textiles so I really took the opportunity just to like you know meet everyone face to face and learn as much as I could from them mm-hmm. um, and yeah there's this one mill that that stuck out and kind of took a bet on me uh, so cool. or entertained even even meeting me so yeah pretty neat it's so
0: cool that I mean, you went with your dad too yeah like how what like, a guy what a cool memory <laughs> right like did he have any idea do you have any oh idea? no he's like uh, not at all not at all yeah. he just was around
1: uh <laughs> you
0: know my chaperone <laughs> that's so nice Um, and so you started the company three years ago and now you've raised 22.5, I I think. dollars. Mm -hmm. Does that make any sense? Are you like, it's crazy. What? I can't, it doesn't even register. I know. I "I did that, but I don't get
1: it. It's wild. Yeah. I mean, it's been full blast and it's funny thinking about taking my little earnings from Launch Collective. And pouring those in day one and then to see kind of the bank account more full and ready mm-hmm.
0: to put to use is pretty exciting. Yeah. And I heard you talk to 77 investors. But I
1: think that was an exaggeration. That's okay. We <laughs> all, we yes. all.
0: I think like you start. I like loved exagger- it. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, 76. How did you get a hold? <laughs> how did you start getting a hold of investors? You know, did you ask for introductions? Were you sure. already well-networked? That's such a Not scary all. thing.
1: Not um, at if there's one thing about me, I will find a way to get in front of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would I would write a list and keep a list of people that I most admired. And most of them, I made it easy for myself if they were in New York. Um, and so I'd be like, I don't know what this venture capital world is, but I'm I'm going to get into an office, that guy's office, and, and just talk to him and present to him. Um, had no business being there, but that's what I set out to do. And so, yeah, I I also use the student card. You know, I'd be uh-huh. like, I'm a student at Parsons. Um, I'd love to come in for some advice, which I highly recommend. You can't use it too much. Yeah. Until, too much after you graduate, but it was huge to play, get into play the doors. Play dumb as long as yeah, you can. You're, <laughs> until
0: you're negotiating. <laughs> totally. Well, totally. actually, through the negotiation, yeah, keep playing dumb. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's like poker. Um, was it scary? Were the f- first meetings scary? Were you like? I mean, at least when you started pitching, like, what was absolutely. that? What was that like? And you know, who helped you put together? What did you have a deck? Yeah. Um, and had you already made your product or were you like, I want to do this and I need to raise money first?
1: So at this point I had taken the after hours once I left launch for the day, I would I would uh go and work on my product. So I had five pieces for women and that was what we called an ov kit or i called an ov kit your recreation essentials from there i said okay i need a deck and i had kind of seen people put together decks mm-hmm. by being at launch collective um so i did one myself and it started out like outdoor voices uh here's what the name means a picture of you know some girl kind of running with a smile that to this day still very much evokes kind of what the brand means so mm-hmm. like um although i couldn't ar- articulate it as well like it it still had the same feeling. Um, and yeah, I put together a deck that I would go and present and talk to them about my big idea. And I was like, I want to create a new category in this activewear space. Here's how. And here's the product to back it up. And with each interaction, I'd go in and, and there'd be yeses and nos, mostly nos, but I'd mm-hmm. focus, like laser focus on turning each of those nos into a yes. And using that opportunity to continue to refine. So like tons of criticism, which was wonderful. I, I wanted that. So Yes, it was a lot of a lot of meetings. I don't know if it was 70, but each each one was hugely valuable.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's everything you do is just one step closer. You know, yeah, it's like nothing's absolutely. really a waste. People ask me this a lot and I don't really want to ask this question, but I'm going to ask it because people ask me this and yeah. I might just have my own experience. But people talk about being a woman among male investors and being in these meetings and you know, there's often, like, schmoozing or, like, you go to dinner or whatever. Have you ever had a weird experience? Absolutely. But you run fast away from those. I think every yeah. time I got a weird
1: vibe, but, yeah. you know, like a U-turn. Did anybody pull anything? Um, I mean, dinners, I started to be, like, you know. I yeah, totally. Hurdle, so yeah, on. you're fast.
0: <laughs> you can jump over them, all yeah, of them. absolutely. Um, cool. Um when you were doing these pitches, when you were starting out your Voices, did you have an office? Where were you working? Out of my house, which was
1: really, I look back on fondly, I ordered myself a bunk bed, took out the bottom <laughs> bunk. Um,
0: had, did you sleep on the top? Oh, yeah, and it okay. was
1: rickety. Oh, my gosh. It was embarrassing. My two- my two roommates think of it. Um, yeah, they remember the rattle as I climbed up oh into bed. It's God. like ding, ding, ding. Um, Most but, people's
0: beds are rattling for different reasons. Yeah, totally. And I'm like, and you're like <laughs> working. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I would keep my bolts of fabrics under there and and come home from work and and that was my office, my zone. Um, and I remember like trying to get some designers early on to work with me, and I'd I'd invite them over to my to my bunk bed office. So yeah, I I worked out of there for as long as I possibly could. When when did you come up with the name? Early on, and it came from my mom. Um, or thinking about being a little kid, so outdoor voices think about when your when your mom's like, use your indoor voice, and like huh. kind of that like that excitement and spirit. You're like, I just want to scream. Um, and that for me, very much was in line with kind of what I wanted to do in this active wear space.
0: Cool. So what was the launch like? Um, what did you do to prepare for it? Was there press? Was it scary? Did you sell out? Like. Yeah, what sure. was launching the business like?
1: Um, I went more of the traditional route to begin with. So I had product, I had a brand, and I, I went to a trade show in Vegas, which I don't know if you've
0: been which to. Which one? But, magic? Um, magic. Project?
1: Oh, my God. It was Project. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, I've been many oh, times.
1: so great.
0: <laughs> yeah, so many people. Yeah,
1: um, but the first person who came to my booth, it was me and, like, five samples, was this guy Ian Paley from Garb Store. He owns a boutique in London, and... Um, and we still sell to them, but he was our first stockist. And I was like, holy cow, they sell APC and like all these fancy brands. We're the only activewear brand that wow. will be in here. Um, and so him kind of betting on me from the beginning was tremendous. And then kind of the next step was J. Crew, Jenna Lyons actually found out their voices at that, at that, uh, boutique in London and oh, reached wow. out and said, Hey, we want you to be part of the discovered, um, Platform, can you make eleven thousand units for us? Uh-huh. And we were like, "Holy smokes! There's no way." We've been producing hundreds of units. How are we going to do it? Um, but again, focused on if we're going to do anything in the next six months, it's producing those units and on time. So, wow. um, being on J Crew and and discovered definitely was neat um, in terms of it being a launching pad and eleven thousand more units out into the world. And for for me, product is the best customer
0: acquisition tool totally totally and you've used social media you've I mean I feel like you've done such a good job harnessing the power of social media I mean celebrities have Instagram themselves you know influential kind of people in culture like Lena Dunham and Gwyneth Paltrow of our fans how do you make that happen um it's all it's
1: all been pretty organic for us and I keep coming back to product being what people really um latch onto the brand for. Mm-hmm. Um so we just started getting product out there. Uh we have kind of this o- informal tenant of doing things, which is on your hat, but mm-hmm. it early early on I was like, there's no start or finish for us in activity. Like how do we say this? And and it became doing things is better than not doing things. And so we've Really built communities, both online and offline, around this idea of doing things about just participating, getting out there, and and having fun, and and making friends, and and letting activity be kind of the catalyst for that. Yeah. Um. So online, it's neat because as you, if you look, kind of with hashtag doing things, there's people. On a mountain in Switzerland doing like a a tree stand and that's Uh what doing things or being active is to them. And then there's someone in their living room doing a pretzel, you know? And, and what I find is resonating in a big way is we're building this community around approachable, inclusive activity rather than like you're literally stretching on the track and your muscles are. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, and then offline out of our two shops, two more coming soon, but, uh, out of our two shops, we. Where are your shops? Austin, Texas and, and New York. Cool. Um, we host dog walks and joggers clubs and Pilates and, and kind of bring to life
0: that same thing that we do online. Cool. How would you describe your customer? Like, who is your customer?
1: She's young. She's We're really looking to kind of go for somebody who just graduates from college and no longer has, let's say, sorority or um, intramural sports to kind of keep her active so from 22 on like what's the community that's going to help you continue to be active on a daily basis so yes any anywhere from you know college age and then up until 30s and 40s for me activities ageless and shapeless so it's anybody can be active um, and you don't have to look a specific way where are you opening the next two stores dallas um, cool. And then also Upper East Side. How excited are you? Oh my gosh, it's it's great. How fun Can't is wait. it to like
0: design a store? It's awesome. Oh my gosh, and
1: getting to work with some really talented folks. Yeah, it's tremendous, and to see it, it being physical is such a such a neat thing.
0: Yeah, and so you wholesale, you do online, and you have. It's like a complex business. So
1: we actually cut out wholesale. Oh, you so That did? was like okay.
0: early on, like how we started
1: this thing day one, mm-hmm. but have since. Decided we want to own the direct relationship with the customer. So, Absolutely. no more wholesale. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, what would you say your proudest moment has been, Tyler?
1: Looking around at the team, I think it's been the most challenging and most rewarding part of building this thing. Um, mm-hmm. Early on, it was me trying to do everything. And I've very much learned to surround myself with smarter and smarter people that, you know, are really going to drive the growth of this thing. So, um, team has, has it makes me most proud cool
0: how big is your team 44 people and you guys are moving from new york to austin yes oh my gosh what's it like getting new yorkers to move to austin uh, they're excited i mean austin for me is the most recreational
1: town there's so many things to do cool. um and, and it's why life. like is there sure. do you have a co-founder or like a boyfriend mm-hmm. or like i have a boyfriend down there but, uh, I saw
0: like an article and it was like you and a dude in a photo yeah, together. That was my boyfriend. That's your boyfriend? Yeah. Do you guys work together?
1: Uh, he owns restaurants, so he's a chef and oh, okay. A so they were just profiling you
0: guys. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Real cute. Cool. <laughs> yeah, dudes are great. Um, yeah, Austin, there seems to be a lot going on in Austin and more and more startups. What's your routine? What time do you wake up?
1: I'm an early bird, so I get up really early. I, I get up. Five forty five or six. Oh um but I go to bed early too. What time do you go to bed?
0: Uh, like midnight. That's what you get like no sleep. Uh yeah. I need like eight, I need like eight hours. Yeah. And I didn't get it last night, you know, like falling apart. But, Are you? <laughs> yeah. wow. And so what do you do? Do you exercise every day?
1: I, uh uh I, with moderation, you know, I dabble across different activities. But dog walking is my favorite. Oh yeah? Uh, my favorite you, activity. So you have a dog. Yeah. What kind? Uh have a poo. Ooh. Um yeah. Sounds cute. Somewhat. You have a poodle. I have two three poodles, poodles. Three poodles. Oh, my gosh. Bonkers. We need to go uh, dog walking together.
0: Totally. I'll um, bring him to Colorado. Yeah, or Austin. Or Austin. Um,
1: yeah, his name's Bowie Tony, depending on how good, how well he's behaving. Tony's like when he's bad.
0: Oh, yeah. Um. I have a Donna Summer that's Donna okay. Bummer when she's oh,
1: bad. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Fun. Yeah,
0: it's fun. <laughs> that's great. So yeah, you will probably wash your face. Like, is there anything else you do that keeps you
1: grounded or organized? I am, the, I have to move my body from my mind, which sounds kind of cliche, but unless I'm, I'm, you can tell like very uh, yeah. buzzing with energy. So yeah. for me, finding a way to be active every day is important. And cool. same thing with the team. Um, one thing I've learned as, a manager, I guess, at this point, is you've <laughs> got to change the chemistry when something's not working. So literally, if we feel a little bit stuck, I have everyone in the office get up and start doing jumping jacks. That's so um, cool. Which you know isn't a daily thing but it definitely helps um yeah so being what's active it like? every day
0: what's it like stepping into the role of, of management of leadership of being a ceo at such a young age you know are there moments where you're like wait who handed me the keys okay sh- shut up i don't have time to think that way let's go like yeah. why do you how do you handle that yeah let's
1: talk about this also uh, off-
0: offline i'm still experiencing <laughs> it's it. it's like i'm a decade in and i'm like what
1: I think, like, hedging your self-confidence is often the hardest thing to do when Mm -hmm. people look to you for protection and, and, uh, direction and security and inspiration. And, and there's, you know, highs and lows all the time, like many lows every, every single day. Mm -hmm. So how do you continue to be kind of that inspiration and source of energy for everybody around you? Um, that's, That's what I've I've been focused on recently.
0: Cool. Do you have any productivity hacks, like apps that you use? Like how do you organize yourself to use Google Calendar? Anything like out of the norm, Hmm. in the norm? Hmm,
1: hmm, hmm. (laughs) Productivity hacks. Well, actually, one of my mentors, and you might do this as well, but having three goals for the company that you can always – Articulate and have your team articulate back to you. So there's focus has been the biggest kind of help for me. And so I have these three goals just pasted up on my computer every single day. Um, mm-hmm. And it just helps kind of like take away the noise.
0: Are they the goals
1: change? They change but quarterly.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cool. So the real goals. They're, they're real not goal. like yes. run. No, no, no. Eat,
1: they're eat, they're pray, company love. wide. Yeah. It's totally, <laughs> okay. cool. I need like a subsection for just like personal,
0: but cool. <laughs> yes. So if you could power brunch with one woman, mm-hmm. who would it be?
1: Michelle Obama, absolutely. Cool. That was um, my girl boss moment. So after we sent you the Doing Things hat, yeah. um, we sent that to a number of folks and hosted Doing Things Day, which was a nationwide yeah. celebration of activity. And we partnered with Partnership for Healthy America, Michelle's oh, foundation. And donated fifty k for the day, but then she invited me down to to meet with her, cool. and I got a picture of uh, cool. with her with the doing things app. Oh my so, god! Wait, where did you go to a DC? Let's have a brunch with her. Where did you <laughs> go to DC?
0: Cool. Let's all go to brunch with her. <laughs> yeah, I know. let's I've, do that. And so you mentioned your girl boss moment with Michelle Obama, um, but that was like that's like a girl boss moment of a lifetime, or at least for twenty seven, that's like you're way ahead of the pack. <laughs> um, but in the last week, what would you say your girl boss moment was?
1: Uh, let's see. So planning. I tend to be the person that wants to book something the very next day. And uh-huh. and for the first time, I I booked a meeting three weeks out, which is remarkable for me. So uh-huh. I would say that was like a small win. Um, cool. And then also, I've been focused on, on being graceful recently. And so I've been taking this dance class in New York called Moves. And last Thursday, I felt tremendous at it and kind of sexy and cool. And tr- so cool. Yeah, traditionally had been... Uh, you know a little bit like clumpy like feet knocking around uh, so you a little practice makes perfect your
0: presence is extremely graceful well, if that <laughs> thank you that yeah nice. okay and so for our listeners tell us where we can find you and outdoor voices
1: um absolutely so you can find outdoor voices at outdoorvoices.com uh or on instagram at Outdoor Voices and hashtag doing things we want to see all the all the awesome things that you're doing We're out all, there
0: yeah this is a podcast for people who are doing things
1: yeah absolutely yeah. girl boss doing things great, <laughs> great combo yeah um also 199 lafayette is our store in new york and then 606 blanco in austin texas cool tyler thank you so much for coming on girl boss
0: radio thank you this for having really me fun awesome cool That was another episode of Girl Boss Radio. We'll be back next week with Violet Gray founder and CEO Cassandra Gray. So please tune in. Our producer is Shara Morris. Thanks also to Emily Odelia Rubin, Kristen Meinzer, Laura Mayer, and Andy Bowers at Panoply. Thanks also to the band Phases for our theme song and Same Animal for our interstitial jam. I'm Sophia Amoruso. I'll talk to you guys next week.